Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest episode of Rockstar 101. His name is Brandon. He is the DJ. His name is Shim. He is the Rockstar. Class is in session. And the thing that we're going to talk about now is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because the new he inductees... says with such a sigh coming out of your breath when you say that the ah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, another fucking institution that's gone and fucked everything up. It's... Sorry. It, it, it's to Sorry. the point. Yeah, no, I mean you're right. I mean it's to the point now that it's it's become such a joke that it shouldn't even be called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It just it shouldn't. I mean I'm not yeah. wrong there. <laughs> no, this is. There's been a lot of outrage about this on Twitter the last couple of days because just in case you hadn't heard, spoiler alert: the big news is that Whitney Houston made it in. Now the argument is that Whitney Houston is a great singer. That's it. No one's taking away the fact that she's a phenomenal singer. She should win awards for being the greatest singer of a period of time in a period of music. She was. She was great. She was a superstar. She doesn't deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She did not write her songs. She did not create any innovation. She did not push any boundaries. She did not do any of the things that the people who have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame have been inducted for, which is for evolving the genre of popular music. Period. Well, and the thing you got to remember, argument. too, her biggest hit was a cover. I know. And it was a cover by a woman who is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and fucking deserves to be, Dolly Parton, because she broke down boundaries that made it possible for someone like Whitney Houston to exist decades before she had her first hit. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> All right. So let's go through. Here are the acts that made it in this year for the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Depeche Mode, yay or nay? Yes. The Doobie Brothers, yay or nay? Uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Whitney Houston, I think. It's kind weird... of, sorry, it's tough. It's tough because they're, now they're all being pinned against Whitney Houston. They're all more relevant than Whitney Houston. They're not as relevant as Bob Dylan. True. You know, but like, who the fuck is? So now it's kind of tough because you're 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 answering that's the oh, so frustrated that's why i'm passionate about this this is the point that i'm making they have now watered down the the bar at which you measure up the other inductees mm -hmm. they have just lowered the fucking bar for everyone it's like well they're better than whitney fucking everyone in the in the hall of fame is better than whitney no disrespect to whitney and that's the shitty thing we are now in a position where people all over the world are having a conversation where they're like they're getting passionate and they're saying fuck whitney and it's not fair and not true she's a great singer but she shouldn't have been in the pot no, she's not. And it's not the right spot for so her, man. I was gonna say Whitney Houston. I, I already know yay or nay on that one. Uh, Nine yeah. Inch Nails. <laughs> Fuck yes, that's right. exactly my point. They created a genre. They pushed the boundaries. Next, uh, the Notorious B.I.G. Yes, fucking dope. That's uh, the type of people that should be in. And T Rex. Yes, I agree with T Rex too. I love a lot of their stuff, and they were. They had some of the best songs within that particular sound. Yes. Okay. So those are all the acts that are in. The biggest snub that, and quite frankly, there's two biggest snubs. Both of them um, uh, have not been in for a while now, and every year comes up. The one that everybody's talking about this year is Judas Priest. Judas Priest is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yet somehow Whitney Houston got in. Yeah, that's why people are pissed. Because even if, you know, like, 
Like, I, when when Neil from Rush died uh, this week also, if anyone doesn't know, the drummer from one of the greatest bands ever, Rush, he passed. Uh, he was an innovator of drumming, rock and roll drumming, and progressive drumming. And, um, de- and one of the posts that I made was that even if you didn't know a Rush song, you knew of the band and you paid respect. Same Absolutely. thing with Def Leppard, right? If you didn't know any of the songs, they're in that ethos, they're up there, they're you can't they're part of the culture you can't get rid of them you can't deny them so the idea that and their fans are loyal and they created and they like wrote their fucking songs and they played their stuff and they put in that work it's just not the same thing did you just jump ship to Def Leppard what did I what did I say I think you said Def Leppard Oh, Judas Priest. Sorry. Did you, someone <laughs> said Def Leppard. Sorry. I fucking, ah, sorry. Totally fucking, um, Freudian slip thinking about something else. Judas Priest. Sorry. But Judas Priest, I played one show with Judas Priest. I played a, a, a festival in, I don't know if we're going to, we probably shouldn't edit that out because that was a beautiful fucking Freudian slip because Def Leppard <laughs> is not the same as Judas Priest. Um, fucking, I played a show with Judas Priest once and I didn't realize how many of the songs I knew and their show was amazing and they just fucking slayed it and destroyed and they had 60,000 people in front of them screaming the words back at them. They're an institution. I don't own a, a Judas Priest record, but I know the songs and I recognize and respect their achievement and what they have done and they've done something that very few people have done and they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by now. And they're past due. They should, they've been eligible for a couple decades, haven't they? Yeah, they've been eligible for a really, really long time. So what I'm going to do now is I found an article here, and this comes from Redbook, and it is a list of the basically most egregious rock and roll Hall of Fame snubs. Number one is The Smiths. Yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty horrible that they haven't made it in. I didn't know they hadn't made it in. Um, and then another one uh, that th- coming up here, and I-, I think it's just a matter of time until some of these bands get in, because one of the other big acts that did not make it in this year that uh, was one of the finalists was Soundgarden. Um, yeah, but number two on this up, list yeah. is Alice in Chains. Uh, well, that depends. Um, see, the Seattle thing is a bit weird. Here's the thing. Is Nirvana in already or they're going to get in? They're going to get in. I believe in Nirvana sure. is already in. Yeah, see, here's the thing. This is one of the main uh, concerns with a lot of people when it comes to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is that it has become a popularity contest. Now, it is very arguable that Pearl Jam was more influential. Pearl Jam's in as well, though, so maybe they're not really the best example. But Soundgarden should be considered equally as uh, uh, influential within that scene as Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Anyone who really was fucking worshipped that genre and was digging it during that time you were listening to all those records but nirvana was the pop grunge band they were the pop one they had the pop songs they had the look they had the vibe they were the first one to break internationally explosion holy shit nirvana but these other bands there were soundgarden was around before nirvana they were grinding it out in in the clubs before nirvana and um the fact that they're not in is has a lot to do with the popularity contest and and nirvana sold more records you know so is it about your actual musicality and impact on and it's a fucking it's a it's a great at least within nirvana and soundgarden and stuff they're in the same club they're playing the same game 
It's not like Whitney Houston, which is a different thing. The question is, okay, were they more relevant to musicians and music lovers or were they more relevant to culture? Because Nirvana was definitely more relevant to culture. Oh, to yeah. general music culture. They were, they were way more popular and relevant in that way. But the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is inducting people who were game changers that, that push boundaries and change sounds and stuff. And they haven't had a problem with inducting a lot less... Uh, uh, popular artists at times mm-hmm. if everyone's like oh yeah you know you know like that particular guy you know he made that one album that just fucking changed everything no one really bought it but everyone knows that he changed the game and then you've got Soundgarden getting overlooked which is just fucking wrong like Black Hole Sun is one of the best songs in fucking history of music well and I think that it's just a matter of time until the, all four of the big four grunge acts are in you've already got Pearl Jam and Nirvana in I think it's just a matter of time until Alice in Chains and Soundgarden get in the next one on this list a lot of people when you see this they would be completely shocked that this man is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and it's Ozzy Osbourne oh my god you're fucking kidding that you're right that is but this I think the reason Black he's Sabbath not is in there, right? Is he has flat out said uh, he doesn't care. <laughs> like he doesn't want to go. Yeah, Black Sabbath <laughs> as a band is in, uh, but yeah, Ozzy yeah, Osbourne yeah. himself as a solo act is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's quite frankly, when they come up um, every single year with the nominees and those who get inducted, his name really never even pops up as a solo artist. It seems like, um, but I think because he's in for Black Sabbath. Uh, yeah. But if I remember yeah. correctly, he has come out and said that it, it doesn't really mean a whole lot to him. And I think that well, that's why they haven't done Well, it doesn't mean anything to him because anything. he's already fucking in. He's already in with Black Sabbath. If, if I was in a band that was one of the biggest bands in history and was already in, I'd, it'd be like, how many Grammys do you need? How many Oscars? Once you get one, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's really just more uh, fucking legwork after that. But also, you're snubbing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, you're not going to get in if you're saying I don't give a fuck. They'll give it, there's a lot of people that give a fuck that should get in. Uh, I, I'm kind of on yeah. the fence about that. What's next? Bjork. Ooh, that's a good one. Because that's a fucking... That's a whole conversation there. Because she is fucking out there and fresh and definitely unique. But I don't know if she's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame... Like material. Well, I mean, you can be innovative. You can be different. You can, you know, have created almost your own genre and everything. But what gets lost here is that is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I get what they're doing by inducting some of these other acts. And we're going to kind of jump ship from Bjork here a little bit, where when they're inducting, like, I, I enjoyed the fact that NWA was elected in. Um, I think Tupac is in as well. Um, because those, like, I think that they had a pretty big effect on rock and roll. And that's one of the, the criteria that they constantly talk about is how, um, you know, it's not just what you've done, um, f- you know, musically, but it's also how did you influence rock and roll as well? And if you want to go to Whitney mm. Houston, how did she influence rock and roll? I can't think of any way at she, all that she yeah, did. No, there's no way. But when no. it comes to N.W.A., or uh, the Notorious B.I.G., Tupac, any of these other acts like that, they definitely had a significant impact on rock and roll. Now, as far as Bjork goes, um, I can honestly tell you right now, I don't think I've ever heard a Bjork song. 
Oh, I've I I got deep into Bjork when I was younger, and I still will listen to any of her stuff. She was just she was just very unique, very unique. And then she had a few songs that were really hooky and poppy, so they became hits. And then she just went all the way avant garde, fucked up. But she's a genius. She's insane, but she's a fucking genius. But, but rock and roll hall of fame like, worthy. No, 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 no. I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. And and NWA and Tupac, Tupac, however you want to say it. They're good examples of the fact Tupac. that in the defense of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that's how the Aussies say it. Tupac. Tupac. Yeah, Tupac shaker. Um, yeah, yeah. They're at least in defense of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. A lot of whiteies, straight up, like old-fashioned white guys who were probably the guys who were on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame board. You could... Ex- be, you could understand if they were like, oh, it's hip hop. That's not rock and roll. But the truth is that rock and roll as an overview is a spirit. It is an anti-establishment. It is a energy. And fucking Tupac and NWA have that in spades more than some rock bands who are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So the idea that they shouldn't be in is crazy. And they should be in because they have that spirit. thing I'm circling back around to is I don't know if Björk has that spirit. I don't think she does. I think she's amazing, but I don't think she has that spirit. All right, well, the next one on this list, I'm giving it a big thumbs up. They should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Pantera. Oh, fuck yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Just Have because, you ever- I mean, even, yeah, they're in a, they're, I don't know if you call them innovative. They are. I don't know if they'd be as considered as innovative as the Beatles and shit like that, but they're just fucking awesome. Just put they them in. They survived. They kind of kept metal going for a while there throughout the whole grunge movement. I mean, grunge was the big thing in the world of rock, and they didn't change. They were who they were. Um, and, man, I love Pantera. I love listening to Pantera. I'm pissed off I never got to see them live. <laughs> there was yeah. a band that they were good friends with called Whiskey Dick. We actually just had them in studio on the morning show that I work for uh, this week, and those guys were great. Have you ever heard Whiskey Dick? Have not heard them. Haven't heard of them, no. A couple of guys came in. They only play with acoustic guitars, and they shred. It was awesome. (laughs) But they were on their way to Dime Bash, which is kind of the big celebration of Dimebag Daryl and stuff like that. So Pantera, I would say, definitely needs to be in. There was a blog that I put up um, at buzzadamshow.com, and it was about a vocal coach. You know how you get these reaction videos from people? And this one was I've a, seen that one. A vocal yeah. coach, she's listening to Cemetery Gates. And when it yeah, gets yeah, to yeah. the end and you have Dime making the guitar sing, and then you also have Phil legitimately singing and they're and they're matching each other at the very end of Cemetery Gates, it just it absolutely blew her mind what they were able to do. Mm. Next on yeah. the list. No, I, I like I've like a couple of those things. Keep going. Yeah, let's keep going. Let's not slow down. Pat Benatar. I don't know any of his music uh, or much about him, so I can't comment. Pat Benatar is a woman. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That fucking explains it. (laughs) Yeah, I know nothing about Pat Benatar. I've heard the name, never heard a song, never seen a video, nothing. Oh, that's fucking epic. (laughs) I suck at this shit. Pat Benatar, I think, needs... Pat Benatar needs to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Haven't you ever heard Hit Me With Your Best Shot? Hit me with oh, your shit. best shot. Da-da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pat, Pat right. Benatar yeah, well, right there. That's a good example. Definitely yeah, That's a good example be. of me being just horrible. I fucking <laughs> I hate myself. Can we please edit that out? Yeah, but this is what makes it fun. Uh, the next one on this yeah. list, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snubs, George Michael. 
Oh, I. That's tough, isn't it? That's tough. What do you think? Um, I, I, he's one of those guys that I would say yes should be in, but not before other acts. The one thing that makes it so egregious, some of the other acts that they've allowed in, is some of these acts who are not in. And it's like, how do you put them in before these other people? It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Where I could, I could see him getting in. I totally agree with that. I could see him getting in. I could, I would support it. I would back it. I think I'd be all for it as long as it's done in the proper timeline to where other acts get in before him. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Not before your time. Not before your time, son. (laughs) uh, Another one on this list here, the Go-Go's. I don't, once again, don't know enough of their music. What's one of their songs? Um, I'm shit at some of this stuff. I would know them if I heard them, but that's another one that I can't think of. It's all right. Next, so I would say no. Uh, The B52s. Yeah. Nah, sorry. They're they're a fucking. They're they're. I love them, but they're a novelty band. They're not rock and roll hall of famers. Rock Lobster? You don't think Rock Lobster should make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Rock Lobster isn't innovative. It's not. It's like Men at Work should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for Vegemite Sandwich, Man Down Under, Land Down Under. No. Um, One song is not a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame prerequisite. This next one here, this one's going to get to both of us. Rage Against the Machine. Uh, I know! Fuck! I knew you were getting to that one! This one drives me fucking insane because that band should have been in ages ago and they are the epitome of everything that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is supposed to stand for. They were innovative. They were the first breakthrough rap rock band. Everyone's tried to copy their their uh, template and no one's been able to do it as good. You just can't. They just locked it in. They were the ACDC of a generation where they were like, this is our sound. We don't do fucking ballads. We do the same sound, the same riff, the same vocal hook over and over again and you fucking love it and you love us for it and they just crush and destroy every time. The idea that they're not in makes me think, is there something that like, because they're so anti-establishment, they're not more anti-establishment than NWA. They're right up there with him. So what the fuck is mm-hmm. going on? Uh, again, I, I honestly don't know. But it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, there is um, a story that I, I'm not 100% sure that this has been verified, but it was a story. You remember back when things would just hit the internet and everybody believed it because, well, if it's on the internet, it's got to be yeah. true. Um, yeah, and yeah. it had to do with, I think it was... Uh, Zach De La Roca and Maynard James Keenan talking to each other and a Limp Biscuit video came on and they started to argue who was more responsible for Limp Biscuit uh, because they did not <laughs> like what Limp Biscuit did with the genre, which uh, got me to Google this right here. And it says here that... Uh, this is an article from Rolling Stone. It says, Towards the end of Limp Biscuit's set in New York's Best Buy Theater last year, and this is from 2015, I believe. Um, no, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, 2015. It says that uh, yeah. they went into Rage Against the Machines, killing in the name. Frontman, yeah. frontman Fred Durst said, This is dedicated to the rap rock band that started this shit. When I first heard this song, that shit hit me right the f- fuck here. Trying to not curse, but you can't do that when you're quoting Fred Durst. Um, and this next part, 
Um, it's the, uh, you know, it's, it's F you, I won't do what you tell me. Uh, changed my life. So his Rage Against the Machine basis was got to talking with Rolling Stone during an interview. Tim Comerford said, I do apologize for Limp Biscuit. I really do. I feel really <laughs> bad that we inspired that bullshit. So that's awesome. And See, if you here's remember the to- thing, that's got to break your that's got to break your heart because I saw them. We played a festival with them when they came back around. They had a long break and then they came back with Wes. And I saw them do Killing in the Name. And I was like, oh, you know, every band, I do it. I, I'll do like eight, four bars of a Rage Against the Machine riff to finish off a song because you do it because it's awesome, it's fun, and pays a bit of tribute and it's a bit of fun. They did the whole fucking song. And they, ne- of course, they didn't do it as good as Rage Against the Machine. And they did the whole song. And I'm like, you can't do that. You, no one covers a whole Rage Against the Machine song. You, they, they're not. You can't. You can't cover them. You don't. <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm, I'm fucking short circuiting on it. But like, why would you do the whole song? You only do a cover if it's really different or it's actually better. Yeah. Like, trust me, I've done covers that are better than the original and I've done covers that suck and hearing a shit cover sucks. Playing a shit cover is worse because you know when it sucks, but you got to finish the song. You rehearsed it. Why would you do it over and over again? Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Which also reminds me too, I think it was back in... Yeah, it's in the same article. It says, Comerford also reminisced about one of his most notable moments in rock, crashing the stage and climbing the backdrop during Limp Bizkit's MTV Video Music Awards speech in the year 2000. As Durst and company took the stage to accept Best Rock Video for Break Stuff, beating out Rage Against the Machine, Sleep Now in the Fire, Comerford perched himself 20 feet in the air, swaying the giant backdrop while a team of security and stagehands looked looked on bemused before climbing after him. The funny thing is, Fred Durst commented on uh, Tim Comerford being up there, but I don't think he knew who it was at that time. He didn't realize um, who it was that was swinging from those rafters. So anyway, obviously, yes, Rage Against the Machine, massive, massive um, snub when it comes to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you think Limp should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Limp Biscuit? Limp Biscuit should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you think? No. I mean, I mean, <laughs> be funny. eventually, would be you know, more maybe, yeah. I mean, because they're they're more rock than Whitney Houston. Houston. Whitney Houston made it in for crying out loud. If and Limp Bizkit ever makes it in, we're fucked. We're so fucked. <laughs> but that's the thing is everybody likes to knock on Limp Bizkit in, in, in new metal and stuff like that. But that was big back in the day. Um, that, and it's, it's always funny how people who uh, listen to it back then will sit and knock it now as if uh, like oh it's just terrible music eh, it was fun party music that's what it was it was just it was it was a good mesh of the like i for me personally it was a good mesh of the two things that i liked which is rock and roll and hip-hop i loved it like when they brought method man in on a limp biscuit uh track for in together i was absolutely just giddy because it was exactly what i was looking for it's exactly what i wanted and i'll still listen to it um you know it's not the greatest totally of music agree. but and i love I- it the the thing that I loved about look I I'm I'm totally with you I was a Limp Biscuit fan, but while I was a Limp Biscuit fan I was very aware that it was popcorn music that it was made for the times that it was not that they had taken Rage Against the Machine and some hip hop elements and mashed it together. The thing that I liked about Limp Biscuit that I will give them credit for is that they knew it as well. They weren't trying to create art. They weren't trying to be. Uh, innovators they were having a good time they were Mm -hmm. just fucking doing their thing and they made hit songs and they had a great guitar great rhythm section all the good stuff but at least they weren't 
ill aware of it. They were they they were poking a bit of fun at themselves sometimes, and they were fucking doing that. That's the re- that's the reason they get off the hook sometimes. That's the reason that people still talk about it because they're like, look, say what you want. The music was dope. You know, you loved it, and they knew that they weren't taking it all that seriously. If they were trying to say we're as relevant as Rage Against the Machine, you'd you'd fucking have something to say about it. But they never said that. Yeah, and I remember when things started to go south for Limp Bizkit because I mean, you remember they were the biggest thing on the damn planet for a while there. Um, when uh, yeah. after Faith came out, and then when Significant Other that album came out, and it had Nookie and Break stuff. I mean, they were the big thing. And when it started to go south, yeah. or when I first realized, I should say, that it was starting to go south for Limp Bizkit, was when they were on the Summer Sanitarium tour with Metallica, and they were getting booed nightly. Like they <laughs> were up there. I think. I think I might be wrong on this, and I'll have to look it up here. Before uh, once we're done with this list, I'll look it up. Is that I think the one that they were on at Deftones, Mudvayne, Linkin Park, Limp Bizkit, Metallica. That was a oh, summer sanitarium damn. tour. And I saw most of it, but I had to leave that show early because the concert was up in Seattle. I lived in Portland, and then I also had to get to a buddy's wedding that was like another three hours away uh, the following morning. So I didn't get to stay for the whole thing, but I stuck around for Linkin Park, and it was a pretty dope show seeing Deftones, Mudvayne, and Linkin Park. Anyway, next band here. And then I put this one up there. With Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, that's bizarre, isn't it? Metallica's in, right? Oh, God, yeah. Metallica's got to be in. Yeah, yeah, they got in ages ago. So, yeah, Iron Maiden should be in. Once again, another band. I don't know any of the songs. I'm sure if you played it, I'd be like, got it. That's Iron Run Maiden. Run to it the hills, sort of man. When it comes to that metal. Two <laughs> minutes to me. Oh, Iron Maiden, man. There's no, How are they not in? It's just them and Judas Priest. I don't understand any way, shape, or form how they are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I have the complete list up here in front of me. Metallica, they were elected in in 2009, so that even seems a little bit late for them because I think they were probably a little you know, more eligible before that. Uh, anyway, let me see here. Ba, 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 ba. Where did my list go? Iron Maiden not in. Ah, this was another big snub this year. Motorhead. Yeah, how the fuck have they not made it in yet? Still. I mean, they've been eligible since the beginning of time. And uh, yeah, that's and that's the, one of the ones that I read up on the people the most pissed off about. People are writing whole paragraphs in their blog about the fact that Motorhead is not in. when And, and then it just fuels the fire when Whitney makes it in over Motorhead. They are polar opposites in terms of credibility and grit and coming up from fucking what rock and roll is all about. Yeah, that's wrong. That's wrong. That, I was going to say Rage Against the Machine might be my top pick for the most outrageous, but I think the fact that Motorhead's not in is almost, it almost just tops Rage Against the Machine. Uh, see, for me, the two big ones that it's just mind-boggling to me that they're not in are Judas Priest and Iron Maiden with Rage Against the Machine yeah. and Motorhead coming in like right there and then of course we can get into Soundgarden Alice and Chains all the other stuff but that's good that's that's a whole other conversation next on this list Sonic Youth nah don't think they should be in at all or just not that egregious Uh, just not that egregious I can't really comment on I didn't get into them so I don't know how relevant they were but I wouldn't put them in the same echelon as any of the other bands that we've been talking about no Next one on this list, Devo. Because when you've got a problem, Devo. you must whip it. Whip it good. <laughs> whip it good. Fucking Devo. I, you got to put in Devo. You they were pretty in innovative, man. 
Yeah, you got to put in Devo. They, 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 everyone has heard of Devo. Everyone knows fucking whip it and no one they were innovative they they thought they they ticked the boxes they were innovative they were popular there was no one else like them and they definitely inspired and influenced a lot of people afterwards they no one tried to be devo but you always took a little bit of elements mm-hmm. from there who the f- I'm, when you think about it who came up with that shit that was like some space age weird stuff but yeah. yeah no i think devo would be even if it's just for a laugh like yeah fucking devo pop them in there <laughs> fucking devo it's like right. your next door neighbor it's like your next door fucking devo oh you gotta let devo like it's like dave devo the aussies <laughs> the way they abbreviate devo devo's not coming to the party fucking call devo get him in fucking devo's fucking right devo let devo in they're good they're good tucker anyway, we, need next. To, we need to have more of this podcast where you really over accentuate your accent man because it's fucking hilarious all right next one on the list <laughs> And this one, there's actually um, one of the guys I'm thinking of is still in uh, of this of this. It's not necessarily a duo, but what they have on this list is Snoop Dogg and how he is a rock and roll Hall of Fame snub. I mean, if you're putting in Tupac and N.W.A., I could I could see Snoop Dogg going in. I think he should be in. Yeah. Yeah, I think he should be in. And what I was going to say was I felt that Dr. Dre should be in, too, but Dr. Dre would already be in with N.W.A. Yeah, but the Chronic was his record, and that record was game changing. And that's where I, I do believe Dr. Dre is one of those guys who could be in um, with the band, and then also as a solo too. Even just yeah. even just being he a should producer. Definitely. Yeah. Next one on the list. No, he should definitely Dre, 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 and Snoop Dogg. I'd put Dre in over Snoop Dogg just by a hair, just because he produced that shit and kind of launched Snoop Dogg, like worldwide i'd i'd yeah that yeah yeah end of end of me go i would do it opposite right now just because uh, dre's already in with nwa i would put snoop dogg in Mm. and then i would put dre in just because dr dre is already in well now you're talking about like participation medals yeah well he's already got one let's give one to (laughs) snoop and then if we feel like it if dre's open for it for the weekend and he feels like coming over and picking up a second one he kind of he deserves it we'll give him another one but not before snoop because snoop's been participating he played a good game he played a good game fair game and he deserves a little trophy (laughs) (laughs) all right next one on this list weird al yankovic no, fuck don't, that. Don't think Sorry. so at all. No way. No way. No way. He doesn't qualify. Why is that? He doesn't that? qualify. He's a cover artist. He's a cover artist. Well, he's I mean, he's... He's a cover artist, and he's done a couple of originals, and they're joke songs. They're Look, no, they're joke songs. They're designed to be funny and make money. They're not designed to push boundaries and be innovative. No, not Weird Al. No, he's not, he's not in the ballpark, man. He's not, in, he's not playing the same game. See, I would think I would be okay with Weird Al getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Obviously, if we're still talking about who's getting in first, he's not going to be the first one, but I would be okay with Weird Al Yankovic making it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And finally here, on this list, the final one that they have is The Monkees. Ooh. Uh, They were a manufactured band. Yep. I don't think that qualifies. Well, Are there I mean, any other manuf- like, Did the Backstreet Boys make it in? Oh, God, no. There'd be riots if they got in. Did fucking New Kids on the Block make it in? No. The, no, you know, no the Monkees are the same fucking thing. Make it. They're the same fucking thing. The Monkees is a boy band. They didn't write. They, they hired them and taught them the songs and told them what to do. And the only difference is they played their instrument instead of dance left and right. Well, but they it's also the only had a difference. TV show. 
Wow. Nah. Sorry. Well, that, that you know, nah, come on, man. Bob Dylan didn't have a fucking TV show. Give me <laughs> well, a break. Well, Bob Dylan you didn't like, We're talking... Yeah, well, then, no, I don't think that... I'd, I'd say no. I'd say no. I get passionate about this stuff because I still put the art before the commerce and the popularity... And I try to walk the line of writing songs that are going to be popular, that have hooks, that are melodic, that are all the pop music stuff, but that still have a lot of soul and spirit and say something. And the idea of like, if, you know, so I, I, I don't put myself in that club, but I aspire to be in that club. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, that's what I aim for. And the idea of like, all right, so if you're going to get, in, if you're going to knock out everyone else in line, everyone else who's really tried to create something of value... For someone that just came along and sang in the right key and looked good and played along and did what you told them, they're not, they don't qualify. Mm-hmm. They're great. They're, give them a pop music award. Give them a fucking, you looked great, greatest hair of the year award. You know, whatever it is. You're selling records, most highest selling record, not, not Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No. That's the one thing that I think it's lost a lot is the fact that it is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And if you don't start there, you lose all credibil- uh, credibility with everything else after that. If you jump the ship, it, it, all credibility is gone. And I think at this point, for most people, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has lost its credibility. Like, it's not something I would ever want to yeah. go visit at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing. That was the first thing. I was thinking exactly the same thing when it came with Whitney Houston. I was like, you're going to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you're going to walk through it, and then you're going to f- see Whitney. And you're going to go, oh, that's right. That was when they started really fucking not caring or or <laughs> compromising and Whitney was or, or she's going to be an anomaly and they're going to respond to the backlash and go okay we need to pick up the pace and step up the game because we are an institution because I don't see how they turn massive profit you know they sell tickets to the show and they sell tickets to the hall of fame but it's really more of an institution and a club and any money that they generate would be through the connections and the the panels that they do and or, and and just being in the club and and you know working with each other and stuff on projects outside the rock and roll hall of fame it's like a club that you get into mm-hmm. so they're not doing it if they're not doing it for the money then they should be holding themselves to that standard consistently because everyone else, the Grammys is based on money. The Oscars is based on money. You buy your awards, you campaign, you fucking, you shake the right hands. That's why they have gift baskets and stuff that are worth $100,000 when you win the Oscar or if you get nominated and all this stuff. It's a whole business strategy. The Grammys was originally designed to, the record labels put it together and were like, well, we're going to give ourselves awards so that people know that this is the best record so they go and buy it next week. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that makes fucking sense, but it's not like, and it's voted for by people within the recording industry. It's not a popularity contest where people like Australian or American Idol, where the public gets to vote. The public specifically does not get to vote. They're being told what the best record is. It's based on money, so it's it can be compromised, and it fucking has. Which is why people are people don't even care about the Grammys anymore. No one watches the Oscars. Ricky, I, one of the things that I wanted to talk about with you, which maybe we'll get into next week because we're out of time, was the fact that Ricky Gervais got up and did the Golden Globes monologue, which basically said what everyone knows is going on and destroyed the entire Hollywood structure. Mm-hmm. That basically said everyone in this room is irrelevant. Everything that has come before is irrelevant. Streaming has destroyed the infrastructure of your business. There's no money left in the ways that you did it. And nobody thinks you're important. Nobody yep. cares. 
And everyone just sort of shrugged and was like, God damn, that hurt. But fuck, he's right. No one no. booed him off the stage. He was he was spot on for, for exactly what he did. Oh, by the way, so I looked it up, yeah. and it was 2003. It was the Summer Sanitarium Tour, and it was Mudvayne, Deftones, <laughs> Linkin Park, and Limp Bizkit, obviously with your headliner being... Um, with the headliner being Metallica for that concert, and it was, yeah. man, that was a damn good. What show. year was it? What year 2003. was it? Two thousand three. Yeah, that makes sense. That would have been when they were starting to come down. That was after Significant Other got released in ninety nine or two thousand. I think Significant Other was two thousand. What? Because I think Three Dollar Bill Y'all was ninety nine. I think. But yeah, that was, yeah. They, this this I, was yeah. when they really started the kind of the downfall um, of Limp Bizkit. And I remember, like, this is when I was the reading all kinds of news stories and everything on, on the rock the and roll stuff uh, back then because you had, um, I remember, I, whoever his label was, Fred Durst went and, they, like, they hired him as an executive. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, and he made Stained in Puddle of Mud. Yeah, they gave him um, the label. Yeah, he made and Stained, to his credit, he made Puddle he of Mud. made two bands happen that were dope. True, and then he, he also... made those two bands happen. And then he also, um, another band, Taproot, he had told Taproot that he was going to sign him. And there was a huge beef there because Taproot came out and said, like, yeah, like he said that he wanted to sign us to Interscope, but we never heard back. They kept calling and calling and calling. They never heard anything back. And so before that, they had any kind of a, um, uh, it, before they had any kind of a contract signed, they jumped ship to another label, and then that was when Fred Durst came out and just bashed Taproot. Now Taproot's never going to make it, and Taproot sucks, and you know now both bands are pretty irrelevant at this point. Um, but yeah, I'll always. I mean, you know what? I'm going to listen to Limp Bizkit when I'm driving home today. I'm going to tell you that right now. Maybe I'll throw in a little Taproot. I'm, well. I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it on while I make a sandwich. <laughs> uh, really quick, too. I want to go over. They had an official fan vote for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And this doesn't necessarily mean anything. Although I think this was the first time in seven years that the band that won the fan vote was not elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you know which band won the fan vote? This year? Yeah. Well, it's Judas Priest, right? Nope. Judas Priest came in fifth. Really? Fifth. What the fuck? Who who won? Dave Matthews Band. Oh, fuck off. No, I'm fuck serious. Fuck off. Yep. That's insane. Uh, so the top That's five. Up. The top five, it was uh, it went Dave Matthews Band. Bunch Pat, of stoners with nothing else to do, man. Pat, Fucking hell. <laughs> Pat Benatar. The Doobie Brothers. Soundgarden came in fourth. Judas Priest came in fifth. Whitney Houston came in sixth. Depeche Mode came in seventh. I like how I said top five, and then I just kept going. Motorhead came in yeah. ninth. Uh, Nine Inch Nails, 11th. T-Rex, 12th. Notorious B.I.G., uh, 13th, if I'm counting right here. So yeah. So anyway, so that was that's how that fan vote went. So Pat Benatar was second. Pat Benatar was second. Yes. Ah, well, it's good. I love that guy. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's wrap up this episode of Rockstar 101. And I think on the next one we should get into the Ricky Gervais stuff, even though it happened a few weeks Fuck ago. Yeah. Um, it was because a week something ago. it wasn't that far. Well, because yeah, something that's right. going to be yeah, popping yeah, yeah. up here. Um, the Oscars are right around the corner. They just announced the nominees mm. for the Oscars. I finally saw Joker, by the way. I hadn't seen it. I finally oh, saw it. Love it. That's a great movie. Love it. So we're going to we talk might... about that shit. We're going to we're going to talk about the Joker for the whole fucking episode next episode. Let's do it. All right, love so it. we'll probably go a little bit more movies on the next one, but we'll also get into uh, Ricky Gervais and 
and uh, all the other stuff that we're talking about there. But if you have any topics for us, if you want to reach out to us, you can always do so. You can find Shim over on Twitter. It is at Shimmore, S-H-I-M-M-O-O-R-E. And you can find me over on Instagram. It is at The Real Brandalorian. It's all one word, no spaces. The Real Brandalorian is where you can find me over on Instagram. So if you have a question for us, feel free to fire away. Uh, maybe you have a topic that you want to bring up as well. You can certainly do that. So on that note, look forward to some movie talk, Joker talk coming up in the next episode of Rockstar 101. His name is Shim. He's the rock star. His name is Brandon. He is the DJ. Class dismissed.